you are listening to NPE Stories. This is a podcast where NPEs can share their story. I'm your host, Lily, and I found out I was an NPE a few months ago. NPE is a term that stands for Not Parent Expected or Non-Paternal Event. This means that one or more of our parents are not who we believe them to be. NPE Stories is a podcast where NPEs can share their story of what their original family was like, how they found out they were an NPE, and what their journey has been like since the day they found out. Welcome to episode six, where today I am talking to Jesse. Hi, Jesse. Hello there. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. <laughs> I know I talked with you earlier this week and you were having a bit of a rough week. So thank you so much for being willing to talk with me about this. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. So let's get into this. Tell me from the beginning uh, what your original family was like and what it was like growing up. Yeah, um, my original family, it was uh, interesting to say the least. You know, um, I'll never say it was bad. I had a very loving mother and was very loved by the family I had. Uh, The father I grew up with um, wasn't always the kindest. Uh, My parents did split up and divorce, and then they actually remarried at one point. Um, and then divorced again. So neither time was really a good experience with him. Um, He kind of always favored my brother, which we later discover is his true biological child. Um, And, you know, abusive a little bit. Um, So it was kind of, I always kind of felt out of place. Um, And I didn't feel like him and I really ever connected or had a connection. Um, And looking back on it now, I mean, it kind of makes sense. But, you know, I just felt like I was never really accepted by him. I, you know, I, I, I stunted myself in coming out um, because of him. He wasn't a very accepting man um, and, you know, unfortunately hit a lot of my life because of him. Um, when I turned 18, uh, I kind of got out of the house and we more or less lost contact after that. And it's a mutual thing. Um, no love loss. Uh, so, yeah, it was a little hard. I'm not going to lie. A lot of times of having to pack up and move with my mom into a, a new aunt's house or a new um, friend's house. She, he wasn't really the most supportive person around. I'm sorry to hear that. No. So were you mostly raised by your mom or did they have a, like a joint custody? Yeah. Anytime I think back to my childhood and any good memories, it's always her. I was primarily raised by her. Um, I was what you would call a mama's boy, you know, uh, my best friend, I love her to death. So she was always there for me. Um, and I think after their first divorce, you know, it kind of signaled something to me. I was at an impressionable age. So it kind of made me realize like he's not good. Uh, but I was a little hurt and upset when she got back with him. Um, and to see that nothing had changed was a little hurtful. And then, uh, yeah, after their second split, that was kind of it for him. Okay. And you have one brother? I do. Yes. Um, two years younger than me. Uh, didn't really grow up the closest. We're, we're quite polar opposites, but I chalk that up to sibling rivalry. Um, but right now we're, we're closer than we've ever been. Actually, he's been informed of my whole situation and everything. And I couldn't, I never would have imagined the support that he's given me. And so it's, it's been really great. Oh, nice. So let's get into finding out how you found out yeah. you were an NPE. Yeah. So um, last Christmas, so Christmas of 2018, um, or 2017, I should say, I took a uh, DNA test. Um, 
just for fun. You know, I've been a member of Ancestry for over 10 years. I've always been fascinated by genealogy and history and all that. Uh, so I took the DNA test um, and my mom started to get a little weird. She she was texting me, you know, we need to talk and I want to see you to talk. And I, I don't like that kind of cryptic conversation. So I kind of put it out there. I was like, if, like, let's get this done. I don't know what's going on, but you're, you're kind of leading up to something that I'm unaware of. So she drove out here, a six-hour drive from where she lives um, one night and sat me down. And it's about a three-hour conversation, about an hour and a half of it centered on her and you know, why she is the way she is and how she grew up not really enjoying life and all these things. And it was a little, looking back on it now, all about her. Um, and then there was this side in there of, you know, just a small chance that you might get your results back and you're, it's not going to be the father you think. And I was kind of in shock. I didn't know how to process that. Um, and she explained, you know, she was very young, under 18. Um, and it was a stupid, drunken evening. And that was that. Um, she claims, though, to have not really remembered anything about the evening. And what was kind of the start of a really dark year for me was she alluded that this was an unconsensual situation. Um, so I kind of you know, went into this journey with this ugly picture painted of some man out there that I had no idea about. Um, later find out that's not really true or accurate, but um, I think she was kind of scaring me into not starting a search. So the timing couldn't have been any more bizarre. That next morning, she stayed over, and that next morning, I woke up and got my email from Ancestry saying, your results are in. I got it, and to see the Italian and Irish in me that I know I don't have uh, was a little concerning, and then I connected with um, a first cousin that I have no idea who he was. So it was an uncomfortable morning with her. I didn't tell her I got my results. She left, and I was kind of made to feel after she left that like we should talk about this. Um, which isn't really fair, you know, it's something that kind of rocks your world as it is. And then to be told that, you know, you're the product of this dark, dirty secret, but you got to keep it to yourself because she'd be too embarrassed if family found out. So that was a hard thing to go through. But, um, I did connect with this first cousin, uh, and I reached out to him immediately, you know, who are you? I, I, I'm very confused. Um, and he was about 20 years older than me. So couldn't figure out the whole cousin situation and stuff. Uh, He was adopted, knew nothing of his birth parents. So that started a very weird, like, investigative search that, you know, every day him and I would check in with each other. Did you see anyone else pop up? Have you talked to so-and-so? Try to kind of piece things together. Um, He then ended up doing a 23andMe, um, and I had already done that at that point where I connected with another first cousin. Um, And I thought there was some funny similarities between the two of them. The other first cousin I found on 23andMe, he knew of his birth dad, um, but was kind of estranged from him uh, since child, early childhood, um, and sent me his obituary. So he, he knew of his birth dad, but there was no communication or contact or anything. Um, lo and behold, these two guys connect as half-brothers. Hmm. So yeah, the, on top of my own situation, it was a very interesting... I, I discovered so much about this family that's it's fascinating, really. Um, so we ended up finding two other brothers of them only through social media. But, you know, I've said from day one, I'm never going to reach out to anyone that's not on these sites because they didn't ask for this information. So kind of respected their privacy and stayed back. But come to find out they had two other brothers. Um, so there's now these four, in my mind, first cousins um, that I'm, you know, building and piecing this giant family puzzle together. 
and trying to see how I fit in. And I just couldn't make it work. So I did this for about a year. Um, and it was a little obsessive. I was in some not healthy places, uh, two to six hours a day, I'd say on these sites, just digging and digging and digging. Um, and it was, it was a really depressing and hard experience. Um, my husband, God bless him for staying with me, you know, being that I couldn't talk about this, he took the brunt of everything. And, um, it was a really, really hard time. I'm not going to lie, but, uh, I ended up working with a genealogical researcher in the end, um, who I gave her my information. And I want to say within 24 hours, she came out and said, here he is. And wow. come to, yeah, come to find out it was one of the other two brothers that weren't on these sites. And we just found through social media and such, um, basically ancestry kind of correlates everyone in stages of cousins and that can mean so many things. So it turned out that these two guys I've originally been talking with were my half uncles. Um, and then the one of the other brothers was my father. And I remember oh, where I was when, yeah, I remember where I was when I found this out, my heart kind of sank and it was bizarre For, from day one. I said, all I want to do is see a photo and be able to look at someone and say, wow, that's me. And she sent photos and side-by-side -side comparisons of him and I at the same ages. And it was the most surreal feeling and experience in the world. It was so bizarre. Wow. I have goosebumps. Yeah. Yeah. So you yeah. were, you were already talking with your birth father, but you thought it was as like a, a first cousin. No, he, he was one of the two brothers that I hadn't communicated to because I found through social media. I got it. Okay. So yes. I had his name. I had his Facebook account, everything since that summer. And I've had his info for six months, but thought he was just another cousin. And yeah. wasn't. It was very bizarre to discover that. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. Because you have, you're, in your mind, you're like, this is how I'm related to this person. And yep. in, in fact, he's your, your dad. Yeah. And I never, it, it, I kind of beat myself up over it because looking back on it now, I had him right under my nose all that time. And the one Facebook photo he had, I didn't see any resemblance. So it was, it's so funny now looking back on this, but uh, yeah. Um, I, I had the tree built out and the tree was 100% correct. And I have almost a hundred people from this side of the family of this tree now, but I could figure out where I could fit in. And it was, yeah, really crazy. So you have this, side by side, this picture that you got from a genealogical researcher, mm -hmm. what did, what did you do with that information? Immediately, I just started crying. <laughs> it was a really bizarre, bizarre uh, feeling. Um, you know, I thought about it for a few days. Uh, I knew I wanted to reach out. Um, during all this time, during this year, you know, my mother and I, our relationship became a little more strained. Um, every time I talked to her, her story would change a little. And then she started saying things and reacting in ways that's not the mom I know. It was a little irrational. And she um, was more or less emotionally manipulating me and kind of scaring me into not continuing on with this journey and this search. So I hid a lot from her, um, but I knew I kind of wanted to get his truth. And I wanted to hear from him. Um, at the end of the day, I don't care what happened. It was 34 years ago that I wasn't involved with, so I, I, I don't care. But I, I kind of wanted to hear from him. Um, so I did end up sending a letter, uh, certified mail too, because I wanted to make sure it got there. Uh, I sent a letter down to him the end of January this year. And uh, I went about five weeks not hearing anything. So I was elated to find him and have all this information. And now I'm back into this dark hole of <laughs> feelings and emotions and thinking all kinds of terrible things about this person. You know, why wouldn't you respond? Um, 
But yeah, long story short, his mail got sent to the neighbor's house and where they live, I guess, is a very snowbird kind of situation. So the neighbors weren't around for a month. And he uh, contacted me via email one day. And again, my heart just dropped to see his name pop up. And it was, it was wild. We, uh, we had our first phone call March 2nd, talked for about two and a half hours. And he's telling me, you know, how he had formed his wife and his daughter, a sister I have that I didn't know about. Um, he called everyone in the family and they started telling their kids as young as 11 years old. So, you know, within just 24 hours, he's already opened himself up to, Aww. to me and, and opened the family up to me. Um, and that phone call was incredible. I, I still won't ever forget it. It was, he just had a way of comforting me and it's a man I don't even know, you know? Um, and we Aww. had deep parts of the conversation where we talk about life and then quick, what's your favorite food? Like, it was really just a really special moment. Um, and then, so two months later, Cinco de Mayo weekend, uh, we flew down to meet them. Um, and it was just an incredible experience. So, so crazy to look at someone and, and see myself in them now. And, you know, the connection we have now, it's, again, it's still a very new relationship. I don't fully, fully know him, but genetics are a wild thing. I just feel so connected to him. It's, it's really amazing. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. I love to hear that. And I was scary that first you send this certified mail. And in the one case, it like goes to a neighbor. And exactly. You You're like, what kind of person is this to not respond? And exactly. here all along, immediately, I'm sure he, it sounds like he welcomed you immediately into his family. Yeah, he said um, he was tired one night and uh, his wife had brought in the mail and he went downstairs kind of in and out of sleep and saw the letter and read it. And he was so confused and he read it again. And he thought it was one of those like Nigerian print schemes where yeah. someone's wanting money. And so he left the letter there and went back to bed and his wife saw it. And she, he said he woke up and she's just hovering over the bed, staring at him saying, you know, you want to tell me anything? So uh, mm. kind of came out quick, but no, she's been incredible with this all as well. Um, I have a sister who's 19 years younger than me who you know, I worried about at that age too. That could be a weird thing to kind of find out about. And she's been amazing. And um, about two weekends ago, actually, they had a little mini family reunion, not too far from here, where I got to finally meet everyone, a grandmother I didn't know I had, um, aunts, uncles, cousins galore. And it was a really incredible weekend. It was a good family reunion? Yeah, it was really nice. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. And you have, okay, so you now have a new half-sister. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you still have your, you had your, well, I guess you found out he's a half-brother instead of a full brother, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. And does he, you said he knows about all of this and he's, he's supported you in this? How did that go? He did. So about a month or so ago, I started to feel really guilty that I'm more or less hiding these people and continuing the, the trend of secrets and lies that my mother was doing. And I, I just wasn't fair that they opened up so much to me and accepted me with no questions. And here I am, you know, hiding them. So I started to open up a little more and tell friends and such. Um, but I did end up filling my brother in. Actually, to be fair, my mother was the first to tell him. Um, but he called me immediately after and kind of confirmed all the feelings I had had for a while that she's acting irrationally. And he's not understanding because her story keeps changing. And he's, you know, he's even seeing through the lies. So um, it was good to kind of hear that. I felt a little validated. You know, I, I don't want to think anything ill of my mother, but 
you know, yeah. it was good to have that support there. Um, and then the next weekend, him and his wife drove out and spent an entire day here just wanting to hear about everything and and hear about my dad and and that family and stuff. And again, we we weren't always the closest growing up. Mm-hmm. And maybe a text here and there three times a year, we'll see each other at Christmas and that's it. Uh, and it's it works for us. But to have him come out out of the blue and just sit here for hours and listen to that was really something special. And wow. I, I would say that we're closer now than ever. That's great. Yeah. And now you don't have to answer this, but how are things going with you and your mother? So not well. Um, I'm going to throw a Facebook in here because I, it's such a petty social media thing now. It's crazy how much it can really interfere with your lives. But um, I wanted to kind of open up and be able to tell friends and, and some family that I was trusting of about this. And quite honestly, I was sick of going out to dinner and someone saying, how are you doing? And having to start at the beginning and give this hour-long spiel of everything. So I put up a very simple, sweet post, um, opened up, and I did everything I could with privacies and securities to kind of keep her hidden from it and anyone connected to her so that they wouldn't see it to protect her. Um, I know she's embarrassed. I know she's feeling certain ways about it. Um, But long story short, I apparently missed a person um, and she found out and she was extremely upset. And this was just about two weeks ago. Um, and again, just irrational behavior, the way she's talking to me, the things she's saying, it's just, it's not the mom I remember growing up with. And it, it's saddening. It is. Um, but we haven't really spoken in two weeks at all. And unfortunately I'm at a place where I do think I need a little break from her. Um, you know, now that this has happened to me, you kind of question everything. You look back on every memory and every minute of your life and rethink it. Um, things start to make sense. And at the same time, things are a little more confusing in some ways. But, you know, I feel like I was kind of blinded. I was that mama's boy. Um, I believed anything she would say. And not to say she's not a trustworthy person, but now I'm looking back and kind of questioning some things. And I think space right now is the best thing. Um, even to this day, you know, she isn't, she hasn't truly expressed how happy she is for me. Um, I, and I've tried to remove him from the equation and say, you know, I have a sister, I have a grandmother, I have an 11 year old cousin who texts me like just really sweet people and really amazing people. And she doesn't want to hear it. Um, cause it's all about her more or less. So that's, it's been hard, but you know, after a year and a half of this, I I'm, I'm finally in a happy place and I can't, I have to put myself first. Um, and I can't do that right now with her in the picture. So we're kind of keeping our distance for now. And, you know, hopefully this is a short lived situation, but, um, who knows? Yeah. And nothing is wrong with time and distance, especially when we need it just for, for our own healing. Yeah. I'm, and I'm sorry about what you're going through. So many of us, I think can identify with the, the mom factor, which can be in some of our cases, um, painful, hurtful. Yeah. And yeah, so thank you for sharing that. I'm sorry for you. Thank you. I appreciate that. And as for the Facebook post, I, I, I'm finding so many more of us, we need to let our close friends and family know like, Hey, we're going through something. We need support. Like you were saying, instead of going through a whole hour long spiel, every time you meet with someone, um, because if there was a death in our family, we would we would be surrounded by support. And in a way we are going through a sort of grief process. 
in its stages. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I'm glad you're, you're reaching out and I hope you're getting support through your, your, it sounds like through your new family and your friends, your husband, your loved ones. Yeah. And, and you know, um, I'm sure you're aware of this NPE Facebook group and, you know, for anyone listening, I hope they are aware or discovering it so- shortly. But when I joined, I was a little turned off by that group because so much of it was, I don't want to say so much of it, but there was this common thread of, you know, hating on the moms. Um, and I felt like I was still lying to myself that I wasn't allowed to feel a little hurt and betrayed. And I kept thinking like, I couldn't imagine feeling that way. I don't know why people would be saying that. And it's a shame, but now looking at it, I, I'm, I'm right there in that boat. And I don't want to say that it's always the mother's fault or whatever. And I, I totally understand why she did lie and why she would have hit it. I, I probably in her position at the time, I, I couldn't imagine making that decision. Um, so I get it, but at the end of the day, it's it, it's sad when, you know, it's about them. When your own mother is more concerned about her embarrassment or whatever than your own happiness. Yeah, yeah, really. So, all right, tell me a little bit more about where you stand with your new family. You've had the family reunion. You have met met up with your birth father. You said on on a couple occasions. Yeah. Uh, so that was the second time getting to see him. Um, yeah. I mean, everyone's so open. They talk so much, which is so foreign to me, but I could tell him one thing. And then the next day or within hours, you know, I'm hearing from his brother, my, my grandmother, like all these people just, so it's really amazing the level of communication and trust and honesty they all have with one another. But um, I'm getting to see a cousin in two weeks. They're coming up to the area to visit. Um, I hope to get to see my father soon. We're not really the closest state. So uh okay yeah (laughs) um but yeah it's really really incredible they're such amazing people um it was kind of interesting for this family reunion we stayed in a house with them um and i was a little uncomfortable at first i really wanted to stay at a hotel but they were pushing it and you know to stay at a household of people that a you don't know but b it's such a unique situation um kind of made me nervous, but it was, it, it felt like family within five minutes of being there, there were all the nerves were gone. It was really, really incredible. Oh, and I, so I would cool. say that from them as well. Um, I think some of them were maybe a little nervous. I know my grandmother was very emotional about this whole situation to know she had a, another grandchild out there she didn't know about. Um, but it all, it was so relaxed and, and really so incredible. Wow. That's so great. Yeah. Yeah, I would be really nervous to be in a shared house with yeah. a stranger, but really it's your dad. It's your birth father. Oh, yeah. so cool. You guys connected like that. Yeah. And we're in an interesting place too, you know, in terms of communication. I would say before we met, it, it's hard to read things through text or a phone call and, you know, you, you don't want to say the wrong thing. I think there's still a little fear of rejection on my mm-hmm. end, like you know, I don't want him to think I'm coming in with all this baggage of my mother and such. So I, I kind of hold back some things from him at t- from time to time. And um, I, I, he, I, he gets me in ways that I, I never would have imagined. And it's so funny, you know, it's obviously been, it's had its highs and lows and more so recently when you know, I'm having a bad day or something with my mother and I just kind of hold it to myself. He always chimes in with that call or that text. And it's, it's, it's strange to think like we're connected in that way. It's really, really amazing. But um no, he's been such a great voice and, you know, it's still funny that to this day he defends her, 
you know, he mm. only saw her that one time, but he's a really good voice of reason and has been really great at helping me kind of check my emotion to, and making me comfortable with all of it and reminding me that I'm the priority in the situation and he's there for me 100%, but she is your mother. So he's says so much about his character that even through all this, he's still trying to like get her side across and make sure that I'm very aware, you know, of why she might be feeling a certain way. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Trying to be so respectful. That's yeah. wonderful to hear. Like you said, speak so much to his character. Yeah, for sure. And has anyone spoken with your, um, your birth certificate father? Since? He, so he was notified. Yes. My, um, my brother did sit him down one night and told, tell him they still have a relationship. Uh, and again, this is a man that we haven't spoken in, I'd say 14 years. Um, I got oh, a wow. random Facebook message from him two years ago on my birthday saying happy birthday, nonsense talk. And then I love you. And I just felt very uncomfortable by that because if that's someone you loved, you wouldn't go that long, not reaching out. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, yeah, so he blew my mind. Uh, he's said, okay, you know, what can you do? Uh, apparently he assumed it when I was growing up, but never wanted to question it and just kind of let it go. And now looking back, I, I, I get that. You know, I felt like he didn't treat me the same as my brother. And, you know, maybe there was some anger there that he was holding on to something that he wanted to question and didn't. So maybe it was taken out on me. But he says, you know, I'm, I'm, I was there for him. I raised him. He's still my son. If he ever wanted to have communication, I'd be open to that. But he kind of assumed and, and knew. So it's funny that, you know, I felt uncomfortable and kind of not connected to him. And I felt like something was off, but there was never reason to question it. Um, and he even figured too. So in all this, like I feel between myself, my birth certificate father and my bio father, the three of us all have rights to be upset or hurt or betrayed in some ways. But going back to my mother, it's, it's kind of all about her right now. And it's amazing that someone can take such a situation and, and, and twist it like that. Yeah, absolutely. Feel your feelings and you and, and all those other men, they all have every right to feel upset and or betrayed. That's, yeah. yeah. We are not dirty laundry, right? We're <laughs> exactly. not a secret. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That Facebook group, the DNA NPE Facebook mm-hmm. group has been um, a lifesaver at times. And at times I'm like, okay, I need to stop scrolling. Take a break. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes. It, it's, I'm, I'm definitely in a much better place than I was a year and a half ago. And I even look back on it and I, I'm, I'm blown away by, you know, how I even got through that. And, and there were days I, I would just cry and not know, you know, what to do and, and, and question, am I ever even going to find him? So it, it's, it's really, I, I feel like I am in a good place. I feel like I am still healing, um, not fully healed. Cause you know, it's still in my thirties. It's, it's hard now to have this great relationship with this man, but not also feel hurt that I missed out on so much. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that group's been very, very helpful and, and reading everyone's stories and opening up and it's, it's been really, really great to have there. Even, even in my good place now, it still helps me kind of heal just reading what others are experiencing. Yeah. And it's really helpful that you're sharing this story in, in an audio format, in a podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's nice to be able to listen to these stories not we can't all some sometimes sit in front of a, a laptop and and keep scrolling and reading even though we want to keep hearing NPE stories. So thank you for being able to do this via podcast as well. Absolutely, yeah. I, I want 
I, I went somewhat out, you know, I didn't know about these groups or anything. And when I was going through this, I felt like such an outcast and that I've never heard of this before. No one would understand. So to know there's these groups and podcasts and everything, I, I really hope anyone going through this can hear this and, and then feel, you know, a little hopeful in any situation. I think they will. And you have a lot of experience that I don't have. Um, it sounds like you've been a detective and used a, <laughs> uh, what did you call it? A genealogical researcher? Yeah. Right? She's okay. retired FBI and oh, cool. she, her, her resources were definitely better than my Google <gasps> attempt. So yeah. And I, again, within 24 hours, she laid it out and I even asked her, I said, can you just make sure there's, there's any way it couldn't be anyone else? Are you 100% certain? And I mean, she spelled it out down to the scientific level um, of the, the, you know, how you're connected, percentage of DNA and all that. So it was, she was so helpful. So, so helpful. Oh, that's going to be important. I bet somebody's going to want to be able to get in touch with you and find out more about this. Yeah. So are you okay with that? Is if people want to know more about Jesse or want to talk to you, is how can they find you? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think the best form would be email. Uh, so Jesse, J-E-S-S-E, S as in Sam, and my last name, Crawford, C-R-A-W-F-O-R-D, at Gmail. Great. All right. Thank you. Thank you again, Jesse, for sharing today. Absolutely. And again, thank you for having me. I, I, it's so amazing that this podcast is out there, and I can't wait for people to get some healing from it. These stories are here for us to identify with. And if you are an NPE that would like to share your story, email npestories at gmail.com. You do not have to give any identifying information, but I'd like to hear from you. Subscribe to this podcast to hear more. Come heal with us.